this is the Catalyst podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode 2, How to be Brave. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst podcast, so I hope you enjoyed episode 1. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at how to be brave. So this is, again, some time for you to take off that backpack of work, of your worries, relationships, maybe even children. Have some time for yourself on that road of life. You know, time to look at where you've come from, where you're going, and before you go on to the next part, maybe pick up some little materials, things you can put in your backpack to help you on your journey. So we're looking at how to be brave and this is something I think that's incredibly relevant it's something I've been doing a lot of work with with people and myself with our current situation going around the world how to be brave and the willingness to be brave and and that we're being called to be brave at the moment with a lot of the things that we're dealing with think about yourself for a minute how are you being called to be brave at the moment is it just having a willingness to continue you know not give up and say well you know I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and that's me being brave every day? Is it a willingness to try something, to put yourself out there and try, you know, a new role or maybe end a relationship or start a new relationship and being, just being willing to try to do something? Or equally, are you being asked to hold back, you know, to not do something? Sometimes that can be a real act of bravery. It's not so much about doing stuff. It's all about understanding consequences and thinking more, oh, actually, I'm not going to do this at the moment. The bravest thing I can do at the moment is to hang on in there and not make that change. I think something that's very important for us to always understand about bravery is not necessarily outcome dependent. It's not something where I'm going to do this and I'm going to get this result. And that's a very important distinction I think that we should make. If you think of some of the greatest examples of bravery in our recent history, You know, people like Rosa Parks, Mahatma Gandhi, the suffragettes. These are people that believed in something very strongly to unite us all together and were willing to take action and to be brave about it. And it wasn't to get a result that day, necessarily. It wasn't to improve a metric or a time or a percentage or money. But they were incredibly brave and that bravery has lasted throughout the ages. So I think that's an important distinction for you to think about when you thinking about being brave and acting brave it's not dependent on a result that's not bravery it's more about the willingness to act or to hold back the willingness to try for your family for our world and also for yourself so there's a lot of fear at the moment with a lot of people with what we're dealing with and bravery can be really really useful in helping you with that it doesn't get rid of fear i've definitely found that And that's, I think, a false kind of expectation to have to say, well, I'm going to be really brave and I'm not going to feel this fear or it's going to get rid of this fear. And I've often found that when I work with people and also when when it applies to myself, I realize and we realize together that this fear is going to carry on. And this bravery is a way of existing through the fear and being okay with that and that both can exist kind of very well together in a way. You know, there's that famous book and phrase and application Susan Jeffers feel the fear do it anyway and that's great that idea that you're going to feel fear and you should still be willing to take action so I want you to think about the fear that you're feeling before we move into something really helpful I think that'll be useful for you to be brave 
is it fear that you feel in your body at the moment and in your mind? You know, do you carry it around? Can you feel it physically? You know, is it sense of lurching, sense of dread, sense of panic? Do you feel heavy? Do you feel depressed? Is your mind a bit all over the place? You know, is it, is that how your fear is manifesting? Is it in relationships? Are you scared for your children? Are you scared about your partner or your family? Is that fear manifesting in relationships? Is it in your job or in your business? Are you fearful for that role, for that business, for what the future can hold for it, for the current situation? And then a really common one as well is the future. What that short, medium, long-term future looks like for you, for your family, for your community, and for our world as a whole. Those tend to be the areas where people are feeling fear at the moment in their bodies and minds and their relationships and their work and looking towards our futures. So firstly, recognize that's very normal. And if your fear is normally something like a four or five out of 10, and it's currently a seven or an eight, then that's just indicative of where we're at at the moment in our current global situation. I say to people at the moment, they say, well, it doesn't normally bother me this, but it's a real problem for me. I'm very scared about this. I say, it's normal. You know, whatever was a seven or an eight is now a 10 out of 10. And therefore, it's, it's impacting on you. doesn't mean you're not doing anything wrong. And we've already said that it's not outcome dependent. So recognizing that fear and knowing what that means for you, rather than just the word fear, you know, what, how is it manifesting for you at the moment? Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it a combination of socioeconomic areas or looking towards the future? So now we've talked about that, I want to really give you something useful that I just think is absolutely fantastic for helping us to be brave remember we said before that willingness to do or to act or to hold back not pressurizing yourself with outcomes it's more a way of being and it's something called psychological safety so i've been fascinated by psychology i first started studying it about 17 years ago a long time and i'm constantly studying reading learning from people and I first came across this concept several years ago so what is psychological safety and how can it help you? We're going to look at that, but then we're also going to look at three ways that I've kind of used this to apply this psychological safety to, to help myself and to help clients and people, and that hopefully it can help you as well. It's feeling safe to be able to express yourself, your views, your opinions, and not feel like you're going to be shot down, you know? So imagine it, there's good psychological safety in place at work, that would manifest in you feeling I can, you know, voice my concerns or my problems that I have at work and nobody's going to be, you know, having a massive go at me or I'm not going to get fired. So you feel safe psychologically, you feel safe to act and think in a way that can express yourself. So I thought that was really helpful. But then I thought, well, there's an environmental aspect to that, physical aspect to that. And the way it was described to me and, and the way I'm going to help you hopefully today with looking at it is physically and environmentally. So just try this for me, wherever you're at, if you're driving a car, maybe don't do this. But if you're somewhere, you know, where you sat down or in your home or even out walking, I want you to just look up. And obviously if you're in a house, if you're in a building, look at the ceiling. Obviously if you're outside, you're looking at the sky. And if you're outside looking at the sky, you know, just kind of use your imagination for this a bit. Imagine you're back home. But if you're in a room with a building uh, that has a ceiling in the room, just look up and just look at the color of it. Is it a white ceiling? Is it blue? Does it have tiles? And just look at it for a second. Chances are you've probably not looked at it since you stepped into that room today. 
But I'm pretty sure that you weren't scared that that ceiling was going to fall in. <laughs> you know, you just walked into the room and you sat down and you opened your laptop or your phone or whatever, and you felt safe, that unconscious kind of safety. And that's also a way that psychological safety can manifest. It's that idea that pretty much up until very, very recently, anytime you walk into a building, you feel pretty safe. You walk into a supermarket, you go to somebody's house, you're in the office, you're at home. You don't think that the ceiling is going to fall in. So you have that psychological safety in terms of your environment, right? And up until, what, two years ago, generally, that was just in place. You didn't even think about it. And that can be really helpful in helping us to be brave and to go forward. So the question becomes, well, how can we get that psychological safety back, you know, if that's been taken from us in our environment or even in, in our own minds or in our own relationships and we're now feeling fearful, we're not as brave? Well, there's three ways I want to suggest that you can do that. Safe talk, safe people and safe spaces. So safe talk if you've got a dog or if you've got a pet or if you've got children or a loved one, I want you to think about how you would talk to them if they were distressed. So if the dog has fallen over and bruised his paw or the child has scraped their knee and they're upset or your partner has been turned down for a promotion and they're visibly angry about it or you know someone's in physical pain, how you would talk to them, you'd be soothing, you'd be calm, you'd be understanding and you would coach them through that moment. You say, it's all right, I'm with you now. This will pass, hang on in there. It's going to be okay, you'll be fine. And sometimes that can work and sometimes it can't, but it's an essential part, isn't it, in calming that person down. I want you to think about talking to yourself in that moment. So if you are not feeling brave, Having safe talk, talking to yourself to reestablish that psychological safety link to think, okay, yeah, I am safe because the chance are you might not be feeling it. So one of the ways to reestablish that link, that psychological safety, help you to feel more brave is to use that safe talk with yourself. Now, safe people, they are people that you physically feel safe around. You don't have to have your guard up. You don't think anybody's going to hurt you. You can talk and act freely just as you are. And for a lot of people, that's only a small amount of people. It might be one, two, even three people, but that's pretty much it. It's not, you know, your massive circle of friends or your colleagues or massive family. It could be, but for a lot of people, it's just a few small, small amount of people. So spend time with those safe people. We need to be around people, not just on our own. We need to be around people where we feel safe. We think, oh, with them, I can just tell it as it is. So practice that regularly spending time with your safe people. Physically, if you can, or using internet or using you know online options are a safe kind of second version. And safe spaces. <laughs> this is a thing that's been a problem for a lot of people, hasn't it, recently? The spaces that were safe, not so much or not as much as they were. So a couple of years ago, you might walk down the street and think nothing of it. But last year, you're walking down the street, oh, I need to stay away from people, and rightly so. Or even at the moment, you still have to do that. But I want you to think about a space where you feel totally safe. It could be at home. For some people that listen to this, it might not be at home. I get that. For a lot of people, there are domestic issues, there are things going on, and you don't feel safe at home. So find somewhere or visit that place, even if it just has to be in your head. You can go to a place and just close your eyes. 
visiting those places regularly, it can do wonders for you. So it might be a favorite spot in nature that you walk to. It might be if you're not feeling safe at home or even at work, you go to a third space like a coffee shop. So if you use that combination of safe talk, safe people and safe spaces, that will genuinely build that sense of psychological safety, that say, that sense of, no, I'm okay here, I'm all right, I feel safe, that a lot of people have, have lost recently. And that can hopefully help you in feeling more brave. So as you pick up your backpack and you go back on your work today or you go back into your life, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Paul Kopak and Shooters Media for their fantastic work, as always, uh, on the editing and production of this. They make it so easy. They do such a great job. I don't know how they do it. So thank you very much. They do brilliant work, especially in videography. So check out Shooters Media. If you go on the Cataholos homepage, there's a video, and that was done by Shooters Media, and it's absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much, Paul. Just think about one aspect from today's podcast, and you think, do you know what? I really found that useful. I'm going to try and apply that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to keep that in mind. Regularly coming back to this kind of material, re-listening to it can be a really useful way of just helping it to sink in. You might be the kind of person who, you know, whips out a pen and paper or your phone and think, yeah, I'm going to make a note of that. I'm going to do that. Teaching it to somebody else saying, hey, do you know about psychological safety? Do you know that? If you want to have some fun with it, you know, do the thing where you get them to look up into the ceiling and say, when was the last time you looked up at the ceiling and realized how safe you were? It blows a lot of people's minds and it can be a really pragmatic way of sharing this idea. But be brave. Be brave because when you're willing to be brave and you're willing to make the effort or pull back or hang on in there, it helps you. It helps everybody else. And great things can come from it. Remember the examples we gave from real life, those people that are willing to be brave for themselves, for their cause and for our world family. And best of luck because no situation lasts forever and moments of danger are often followed by moments of peace and serenity and safety so just remember two things until we talk again firstly that your best learning often can happen outside of the classroom and the second thing is somebody loves you today just as you are okay take care speak soon